The Bible Study Podcast, episode 162. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Acts with chapter 26. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We last left Paul still making defense of his faith and of what he had done or had not done in Jerusalem, and we left before he was about to appear before Agrippa, both Agrippa and the new governor, the governor Festus, who had asked Agrippa to come in and help him with this because unlike Felix, who had been in the province for a long time, Festus really didn't know anything about who this Jesus was, what this faith was that Paul was talking about, all of this is new to him. And so he asks King Agrippa to come in, and this is Paul's defense before Agrippa. Then Agrippa said to Paul, you have permission to speak for yourself. So Paul motioned with his hand and began his defense. King Agrippa, I consider myself fortunate to stand before you today as I make my defense against all the accusations of the Jews, and especially so because you are well acquainted with all the Jewish customs and controversies. Therefore, I beg you to listen to me patiently. The Jews all know the way I have lived ever since I was a child, from the beginning of my life in my own country and also in Jerusalem. They have known me for a long time and can testify, if they are willing, that according to the strictest sect of our religion, I lived as a Pharisee. And now it is because of my hope in what God has promised our fathers that I am on trial today. This is the promise our twelve tribes are hoping to see fulfilled as they earnestly serve God day and night. O King, it is because of this hope that the Jews are accusing me. Why should any of you consider it incredible that God raises the dead? So Paul gets right to the issue of the matter here. First, he addresses that the king is someone who would be aware of these issues, and he butters the king up a little bit, as you would do before you're standing before a ruler. And he says that what he is accused of is believing that Jesus came from the dead, that this is an issue of a belief in the resurrection. Now, of course, this is the argument that he used before the Sanhedrin just a couple chapters ago to divide that body, as we looked at, the Sadducees who don't believe in the resurrection against the Pharisees who do. Now, the king himself is not Jewish. He's Edomian. And he, but he is aware of these issues, and he is of the Jewish religion. I don't know whether he would come down one way or the other on this particular issue. I, too, was convinced that I ought to do all that was possible to oppose the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And this is what I did in Jerusalem. On the authority of the chief priests, I put many of the saints in prison, and when they were put to death, I cast my vote against them. Many a time I went from one synagogue to another to have them punished, and I tried to force them to blaspheme. In my obsession against them, I even went to foreign cities to persecute them. Now, this is part of the problem with Paul, and I think one of the reasons why he is a real thorn in the side of the religious leaders, it it was common knowledge that he was one of the biggest members of the opposition to this sect of Christianity, if we can call it that, this sect of the way. And so it was a harder thing to deal with him being a Christian than it would be even Peter, for instance, or John, or one of the 
apostles because he is well known as someone who was opposing it but then changed. And in fact, Paul makes it into the non-biblical accounts, into the history of the time because of his standing here before governors and kings and eventually ending up in Rome, his knowledge of the faith, his statements of the faith, his defense of it, become well-known. And this is part of the reason why the Jewish leaders oppose him so fiercely, I believe. On one of these journeys, I was going to Damascus with the authority and commission of the chief priests. About noon, O king, as I was on the road, I saw a light from heaven brighter than the sun, blazing around me and my companions. We all fell to the ground, and I heard a voice saying to me in Aramaic, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? It is hard for you to kick against the goads. Then I asked, Who are you, Lord? I am Jesus whom you are persecuting, the Lord replied. Now get up and stand on your feet. I have appeared to you to appoint you as a servant and as a witness of what you have seen of me and what I will show you. I will rescue you from your own people and from the Gentiles. I am sending you to them to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. This is at least the third time we have told this story of Paul's conversion here in the book of Acts. It might be the fourth time. I'm not quite sure off the top of my head. This is the central part of Paul's witness, is that Jesus encountered him and that Paul changed. As it is the central part of our witness, have we encountered Jesus and has it caused us to change? And the biggest witness against our faith is if we have encountered Jesus and we have not changed. And so one of the reasons why the Bible, I think, cares so much about our character, and there are so many verses, even in Paul's writings, who is definitely writing that we are saved by grace through faith, that we are not earning our way to heaven. There's so much that talks about our character and how we act and how we behave because that is something that can undermine the witness of the church if we do not live out the Christianity that we believe. But in Paul's case, that is the strength of his argument, and so we say it again here. So then, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the vision from heaven, first to those in Damascus, then to those in Jerusalem and in all Judea, And to the Gentiles also I preached that they should repent and turn to God and prove their repentance by their deeds. This is why the Jews seized me in the temple courts and tried to kill me. But I have had God's help to this very day, and so I stand here and testify to small and great alike. I am saying nothing beyond what the prophets and Moses said would happen, that the Christ would suffer and as the first to rise from the dead, would proclaim light to his own people and to the Gentiles. So, again, Paul is saying this is why he is here. This is what got him arrested. This is what got him almost killed, is that he was obedient to what he was told to do. That when Jesus appeared to him, when this voice came out of heaven, this vision out of heaven, he was obedient. And so he was attempted to be killed by the and so the Jews attempted to kill him but he has been faithful he stands before them because of his belief in 
Jesus the Christ, who, as the prophet said, would be raised from the dead. At this point, remember, Festus is trying to make sense of this whole thing and doesn't really have a lot of context. And he's a Roman, so he's coming from a very different point of view. He's probably got more Greek thinking than Jewish thinking. And the Greek thinking was this body was something to be done away with. The resurrection of the dead was folly to the Greeks, is what Paul says in his writings. At this point, Festus interrupted Paul's defense. You are out of your mind, Paul, he shouted. Your great learning is driving you insane. I am not insane, most excellent Festus, Paul replied. What I am saying is true and reasonable. The king is familiar with these things, and I can speak freely to him. I am convinced that none of this has escaped his notice, because it was not done in a corner. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know you do. Then Agrippa said to Paul, do you think that in such a short time you can persuade me to be a Christian? Paul replied, short time or long, I pray, God, that not only you, but all who are listening to me today may become what I am, except for these chains. And so Paul, again, is taking advantage of every opportunity, and this is one of the things the Bible tells us to do. First Peter, take advantage of every opportunity to defend the faith, and that is what he is doing. And he is not focusing on his defense, and will he get off? He is focusing on, can he bring Agrippa, can he bring Festus, which is a harder nut to crack, to faith. And so he focuses on Agrippa, who's got more of a foundation here. And Agrippa is right. He is trying to persuade him to become a Christian. Then the king rose, and with him the governor and Bernice and those sitting with them. They left the room, and while talking with one another, they said, This man is not doing anything that deserves death or imprisonment. Agrippa said to Festus, This man could have been set free if he had not appealed to Caesar. And so next week we'll start the last two chapters of Acts as Paul starts to head on what would become known as his fourth missionary journey, heading off to Caesar. And that becomes a bit of a journey. With that, we'll end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or leave a comment at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And as always, thanks so much for listening. God's Word will change our life, but sometimes it's hard to know where to start. Well, that's where I come in. I'm Jody Nisnik, host of So Much More, Creating Space for God, a scripture meditation podcast. And each week, I guide you through a scripture, giving you space to listen to the Spirit and pray about what's on your heart. Then we have a thoughtful conversation with guests to help us go deeper. Listen and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.